Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Rip the truth! Just set you free! You can't handle the truth. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. That's not how the force works. Uh, oh, really, you're cold? I'm gonna make him an offer again. I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Hasta la vista, baby. I don't have friends. I got family. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Kenan Ackbler, and thank you for joining us for our latest episode. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the Batman and what's next. So our creative control team is going to discuss what they would do with the franchise moving forward, whether it's a sequel, trilogy, or even beyond. We're going to talk what characters we might bring in, storylines, and we'll even do some, some fan casting as well to say who we'd like uh, for them to appear um, as these characters in the movies going forward. Joining me on today's show, we have Lee, Sasha, and Neil. How are you doing, gentlemen? Doing good, doing good. And yourself? Very well, thank you. I am good. I am good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still riding off the high that was Batman, you know, it was like a month ago. Uh, it's such a great movie and it's been working in my head a little bit in the background, like what I want to see moving forward. And so I didn't want to jump on it too quickly because I wanted it to marinate, you know, and just, <laughs> you know, have a real think about what I want from this franchise. Um, so what we'll do is we'll start off to say, wh- where would you, what would maybe be the next storyline or villain that you'd introduce, introduce into this franchise? So, um, does anybody want to go first in particular? I'll introduce Egghead. And <laughs> he King wants Tut. to Nick Cage. And King, and King Tut. Because <laughs> they've been seriously underused since the 1960s. Even in the comics, they don't even show up. Come on, man. Egghead. Who'd we get, I think... who'd we get as Egghead? Patrick Stewart? <laughs> okay, so, okay, so to exp- for the casual audience who have no idea who Egghead is... Sasha, do you know who Egghead is? Yeah, he was like some egg-headed guy played by Vincent Price. <laughs> he was a criminal. He had a, he had a mustache. Criminal genius. Yeah. Actually, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons would be great. He has a tash and he has a bald head. He, he'd be great. Him, or you could do a darker version of him because this is the Batman. You could get um, you could get um, the guy from Breaking Bad. What's his name? Oh, Brian Cranston. Yeah, get Brian right. Cranston as Egghead, man. <laughs> Make it and, and just change up that story. Make him some proper kingpin or something that just likes Cadbury's cream eggs or some some bullshit. Did he give oh, himself the name Egghead? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know whether the guy had a backstory. He was just bald in a suit. Was a bit surprised. <laughs> he, was bad he, was, he, he he claimed himself to be like the smartest criminal, didn't he? He was like, <laughs> I think he was like a professor or something like that. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't really know much about the character because, like you say, he was yeah. created in the sixties. Yeah. I think King the last Tut- time he was really, u- yeah, the King last Tut- time he was used was like in the nineties. Was he used in the nineties? Mm-hmm. Apparently, okay. And King Tut, King uh, Tut Shadow was- of the Bat story arc. Okay, so King Tut. What about any anyone <coughs> for King Tut? The pharaoh-looking guy had the little pharaoh chin. Don't remember him. He kind of looked like Sid James. <laughs> But anyway, what get, you could do with get King Tut, from Stargate. You, could have, you could you could have you could have a mob boss. You could have one of the Gotham mob boss, and he goes a bit cuckoo, goes a bit crazy, and he thinks he's from ancient times and stuff, and keeps referring to his 
goons and stuff as like I don't know, like Ramesses and all of this shit. I don't know. I don't know anything about Egyptian mythology, <laughs> but the, Neil can write it because he's into Egyptian mm. mythology, and there we go. We just make it into a game. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so original characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, King Tut King Tut was created for the sixties TV show. Yeah. Um so it was actually created for that show, not for the comics or anything like that. But um so yeah, he was a professor professor of uh Egyptology at Yale University and he suffered a head injury. Uh due to his head trauma, he became convinced that he was a reincarnation of King Tutankhamun and started using ancient Egypt themed crimes to reinstate the Egyptian Empire. Wow! So go bring back. Bring not back, quite sure he fits in with the Matt like, Reeves Batman universe, but yeah, right. you know what? You might not imagine that. Imagine that. We're creating control. We reboot that mythology, yeah. <laughs> man. We make it fit in that universe somehow. <laughs> Everyone's into my yeah. ethnic minorities. Let's make him Egyptian. Get our Egyptian friends in. <laughs> oh, we can make him Turkish. Well, look, can't I say this right. Say <laughs> 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 <Same> that. Um, <laughs> Saying that, Gotham is hey, uh, Gotham's yeah. flooded, isn't it? So he could come in on a boat or something. <laughs> on a little barge. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Just came in. He starts trying to separate the he tries to separate the water and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, okay. Obviously that's not uh, who I'd well, actually that... pick, but let, let come back to me on who I'd actually pick, but go on. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. Um I I'll take it more down the balls this the tone and serious note of the uh, mm. the franchise, but no. Wait, so I, I think for me, oh, <laughs> go on. Then. Got one more. I got one more. The ventriloquist guy. The ventriloquist was it? Oh, right. what was the... oh what the, the ventriloquist the dummy with the, the, the dummy with the yeah um, man <laughs> with the uh, Tommy gun. Yeah, get that guy, man. Where the, the, the dummy's <laughs> alive. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name. <laughs> Can't remember the name, but I remember seeing that on that animated <sighs> series, and I was just like, oh "Yeah, my God. no, it was called the Ventriloquist. It was called mm, the Ventriloquist. Get the Ventriloquist in there. Yeah, get Jim Carrey. Get Jim Carrey. Oh, he's retired. I don't but, think that's. Like, I don't think that's. Um, I don't think that's a silly idea. That was one of the ones I was considering, to be honest, because you basically serious, got the psychopath who basically talks to himself or through mm. a third person through this dummy. I don't see that as that could be really creepy if it's done really mm. well. So yeah. I don't I don't necessarily think that's um, mm. a silly thing at all. The dummy doesn't have to be alive or anything like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But it is just another voice for him mm. that he has got basically the split personality. And in order for both mm. his personalities to exist at the same time, one transfers his consciousness almost to the dummy. So he actually communicates with himself that way. So you mm. see how they're doing like <clears throat> Moon Knight, where he's talking to himself in mirrors mm. and stuff like that. It's basically, he's, the, the two voices, and one's coming from him and the other he does from the dummy. That could be mm. creepy as hell. That could mm. be fun. So mm. now I'm down for that. Mm. Um, See, when I chat shit, something really happens sometimes. Something <laughs> funny <laughs> happens, yeah. Something. <laughs> Remember, last time, last, time, last time I chat shit, we got the fucking mm. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield team up. So, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Mm. It's true. Um, <laughs> there's So for me, there's a few themes that I would, want to play out through this trilogy and <clears throat> one the first movie was very much about um control of gotham and who's operating it and stuff like that i think that leads very much directly into court, the court of owls who basically mm -hmm. is this elite society who's been controlling gotham from the very beginning um and you know for me there'd be very much like a faceless organization and 
even if you did have individuals that you meet, you, they would never have a face. They'd always be behind a mask or whatever it is. Um, so that is something that would kind of play in the background over a few movies. Um, cause they also have their own assassins, which, um, uh, Talons, I think they're called. Yeah. Talons. Um, in the comics. Talons, sorry. So. Well, the main, the main one did, is Talon. Talon, right. So what they often did is the Court of Owls would actually abduct child performers from the circus to train them up as assassins. So I would have it that basically one of these assassins and Batman basically have a fight. He and that assassin ends up being Robin. So he's been abducted from the circus. His parents have died. He's obviously going to the wrong crowd. He's trying to make his way up. And, you know, Batman then basically takes him under his wing, so to speak, and, um, you know, trains him up to to be Robin. And I think we really need a decent Robin. And I'm talking sort of like a, you know, like 14 to 17-year-old Robin, like a young uh, boy. You know, I don't want this <clears throat> man-child like Chris O'Donnell or anything like that. Um, the other thing that I think definitely leads into this franchise is the Hush storyline. So... Uh, spoilers, uh, if you, uh, you might want to skip ahead by about a minute and a half, but basically hush storyline is about a, a, f- a close friend of Bruce Wayne who was growing up, who was also basically a orphan and he grows up Thomas Elliot and he grows up to sort of like hate Bruce Wayne because of what he became and his money and wealth and all this kind of stuff. And it, I won't go too much into the storyline, but basically in the first movie, the reporter who Thomas Wayne has murdered or who is supposed to be intimidated is called Edward Elliot. So I would see Thomas mm-hmm. Elliot as being his son and him going for revenge against the Waynes mm-hmm. um, because his, his, you know, Bruce Wayne's father killed and his father killed, or that's what he believes. Um, so I think that definitely plays out into it. Um, I think that could be done really, really well. And the hush is just like super intelligent. He's like ahead of Batman at every step kind of thing. And I think even in the comics, he, you know, he's covered in bandages. And he also even tries to make him look like him, look like Bruce Wayne, uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He has surgery and stuff. So that could be really creepy. And obviously, um, the hush comes from the fact that all over the Batman is, is said hush, like hush money that was tried to be paid towards um edward elliott to, mm-hmm. to stop him talking about um you know martha and stuff like that so i think that could play out really well um i would definitely have sort of like a harvey dent installed um you know we're <coughs> gonna have like loads of stuff going on with territory maybe um in the next movie um because obviously the water is you know around gotham and stuff like that so you need somebody coming in to try and you know tackle these criminals and i'd also and i try and build up harvey dent over two movies before he turns so you have like a trilogy. So where you have the buddy cop relationship with him and Gordon, you then throw Dent in there. So it's the trio of them. Similar to what we got on the Dark Knight, which is over a longer period. So he's more <clears throat> he's more fighting a friend than someone he's kind of just met. And then, oh, he's he's great. I love him. And now I'm conflicted. Um, you could definitely throw Hugo Strange in there. Someone in the background, someone working in Arkham Asylum as a psychiatrist. Um, that could play out really well. Um, in terms of the main villains... I would definitely, I want to see a Mr. Freeze done really well. I think that could be, you know, done so, so well on screen. And it doesn't have to be the fantastical, huge, big ice guns. You know, we can talk about cryogenic science and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I kind of revert back to like James Bond, the man with the golden gun, you know, where like the dead boy's just painted in gold. You know, they could just be just generally frozen. You know, mm. he's <clears throat> figured out a way to do it. I would actually have 
the way that I would kind of generate the Mr. Freeze character is pretty much how Batman versus Superman picked up off the end of Man of Steel. My next sequel is I would go back to the bombs, explosions and the flooding. And basically Victor Freeze could be working on his wife at that point and the flooding happens and he has to cryogenically freeze her like mid operation to save her life. And then it's about him battling to try and save her kind of thing. So it takes off straight from where there is. And then you create your, you know, character straight off the bat with an origin story. Uh, another smaller character, which I think could work really well is uh, the Mad Hatter um, with the hypnosis and him hypno hypnotizing people to commit acts of violence and crimes and stuff like that for his benefit. I think that would play out really well with uh, the Batman in terms of him having to take these people out, but not hurt them, like pull his punches and stuff because they're not in control. Um, and the other character that I would introduce as kind of a new love interest is, and this would play out for a couple of movies and then switch in maybe the fourth is um, Andrea Beaumont, um, who ends up, well, basically if you've seen The Mask of the Phantasm, then then you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I would introduce Andrea Beaumont as a love interest to really build the relationship up. So when we find out and discover that she does become a Phantasm, and they have that conflict, it's much richer than trying to do it all in one movie. Um, so, yeah, so those are the kind of things I want to see in the next few films. I'll talk about, like, casting ideas and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's kind of where I would take – I would see this as, like, at least four, five movies if if I could. If I had some, you know, I've, created, I've got creative control, so I would. I would have it sort of like four or five yeah. movies um, rather than just a trilogy because you can't wrap up really detailed storylines in a trilogy and really get to the core character roots. So, are you done hacking into my computer? <laughs> oh, sorry, bro. Hey, this is why I say go first. This is why I say go first. <laughs> no, I had, I had, I felt very, very much along some some of those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wanted, I basically wanted a roughly six Batman movies. So yeah, we've got the yeah. one, so like five more to come. Mm-hmm. Like you, mm-hmm. everything would build up to certain things. <clears throat> and, you know, it would be tying tying things together. So the quarter mm-hmm. vowels would be basically the, the, the underlining, the hidden big bad, the hidden hand would be... Yeah, the, the long vowels. game. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's like... <clears throat> Bit by bit, I mean, I know it sounds very kind of like you know James Bond esque. Oh, we're shoehorning every everything ever bad that's happened to Batman has happened because of. But mm-hmm. if that's the plan that you're going with from movie two, knowing you've got six movies to make, then mm-hmm. you're going to do it better. You're not going to just shoehorn. Oh, this character was with that character. No, it's like you know what you're doing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the quarter vowels would be. The you know the grand finale, mm-hmm. and or but they would appear basically they would appear twice they would appear like roughly in the middle so if we got six they turn up in movie three and mm-hmm. then again in movie six. Mm-hmm. Um, like your idea for Robin was almost identical to what I had. Oh really? Was that he it's it's not his biological son, but he does. No. He takes him on, and he's young enough that mm-hmm. he basically is just like, oh, 
he when he when he basically takes the kid in mm-hmm. and there's like he takes the kid in and he's like, Oh, you know, you've already been trained, so that's half the battle won. But your, mm-hmm. you know, your outlook is, oh, there's a bad guy, let me kill him, because you think you're doing good. Mm-hmm. And um mm-hmm. I would have it that at the end of that, he'd be like, Oh, you need a name. And he was like, they called me Damien. That's okay. Well, now your name is Damien Wayne. Okay. Right. Okay. So it's like, you know, you you need a last name. So it's like movies four, five, and six will serve as mm-hmm. in like, okay, we're seeing Damien adjust from starting out being an assassin and everything is lethal, mm-hmm. you know, l- you know, lethal finality to becoming mm-hmm. a hero and trying to follow on the road of Batman who himself okay. after what we've seen in the Batman is himself mm-hmm. learning that I can't just be bit vengeance. I need to be a bit more hopeful. So yeah, that's he, definitely true because in the <clears> Batman, <throat> you have him, the way he looks at that child, yeah. the, 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 the mayor candidate who gets <clears> murdered, <throat> you know, you see him a couple of times. What happens after this movie is, you know, he has to grow that maturity and he realizes he needs that alter ego and he starts <clears> developing that Bruce Wayne persona. Yeah. But then also <clears> having <throat> to take on a young person as responsibility, that'll make him grow up quicker and mm-hmm. have to have that dual side to him. Um, and I think that would be real. I, uh, I like the idea of Damien, so I was thinking more like Dick Grayson um, oh, or uh, Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I like the idea of them him sort of like being adopted as opposed mm-hmm. to Birthright, because I don't want to touch the Raja Ghoul stuff in my, in my oh, you yeah, know, then, like, in my one, I'd keep all that out. So yeah. I'd, I'd be more than happy for him not to be the biological. So that makes a lot of sense. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Also, I would have... So, like, when you think about... um about Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. I didn't have what your your origin of him was, which was he has to mm-hmm. cryogenically for that that is beautiful. That mm-hmm. is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> but um <laughs> what I did have was he was a criminal and what he was doing was he would either inject someone they he basically he's given the name Mr. Freeze because mm-hmm. he would like if he's committing a crime, he'll inject someone mm-hmm. with something which paralyzes them, which freezes them. Nice, I like so that. So they're stuck yeah. there while he's doing whatever he's doing to them. So like if he's torturing them, yeah, it could be like, an injection. It could be in a drink. It yeah. basically poisons. It gets they ingest it some way. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. So I had that, and that's how he gets the name Mister Freeze. It doesn't necessarily need to be like, oh, I'm going to actually freeze you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because we've, we've he could drive he could drive around in an ice cream truck. <laughs> yes. You know what? That's not a bad idea <laughs> because it be, that's not a bad idea because you, he could you could that just, that sound could be really chilly. That dun 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 dun. People are like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, it's not a bad idea because what you then have is you can have it that at some point in that movie where Mister Freeze is the villain, you can have people basically start because Gotham ain't a nice place to begin with so imagine if people mm-hmm, started mm-hmm. jumping and assaulting ice cream men yeah. <laughs> right so it's like oh you know oh this uh, you know and in other news another ice cream truck was vandalized today with another <laughs> driver being hospitalized it's like oh, okay you know, he maybe in some of his targets, he actually targets them outside in their comfort out of the comfort zone. So, sorry, mm. in their comfort zone. So, when mm. they're out with their families, 
you know, he's giving ice creams to the kids and stuff like that. And it says to the parent, oh, you know, how about one for yourself? Like, no, 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 go on. It's on the house. And that's laced with a chemical, which is time yeah. released and ends up paralyzing him later on. Mm-hmm. So, so there's he that. could be doing it straight out of the van, some creepy ass van shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but for other villains, I wanted, I wanted two, like, I wanted obviously quarter valves or the, the, mm-hmm. the, the owls to be mm-hmm. the main overarching villain. But mm-hmm. Each movie we have different villains. So we've had the Riddler. Yeah. At some point we would have the Joker. I would save him for like movie four. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I don't want to see the Joker until Batman has been built up to such a degree as a character inside the world. He's not in year two and he's in training. This is like mm-hmm. year 10 Batman in his prime, you know, mm-hmm. everything's clicking. And then he's given, here's the Joker who totally, you know, turns your world upside down because for all your mm-hmm. rules and all your logic, he is complete opposite. Yeah, I, I would almost have um, my Joker as the the Nick Fury of the Rogues Gallery. So basically, he appears in just post credit scenes, and each of Batman's villains that he defeats, he gets them on board as a coalition because um, and gather them all together. Yeah, because one of my movies, I wanted it to be, or basically, probably the one with the Joker. I wanted it to be a mm-hmm. version of Arkham. Asylum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I would like, take the fifth movie. So he, he builds up all the villains for the next yeah. four films. And then in the, the final one is Court of Owls and everything comes mm-hmm. out because I probably have Thomas Wayne as being a former member of the Court of Owls. Yeah. And that's where his link is to it. And that's why it's so ingrained and stuff. And, you know, he has to protect his father's name and all the stuff. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the Wayne name plays into it a lot. But yeah, um, yeah I'm the same. I don't want to see any Joker movie for at least another two movies. Yeah. At but least the villains. But I would be fine villains. with him in post credit scenes. Yeah. But the villains I did want to see, I wanted to see. And originally, I wanted to see Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. I had that down. But I feel like Deathstroke is. He's per in, in one way he's perfect. In another way, mm-hmm. he's too perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? So I wanted something a bit more personal. I wanted Azazel. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted Azazel to turn up as like, basically Azazel is a former, you know, I, I, my version of Azazel, he's a former, you know, former soldier, military man. So he has the training. He's from mm-hmm. Gotham. He's completely inspired by Batman. And he's like, I'm going to be a, a version of Batman. The Court of Owls come across him and they're like, you know what? You want to be better than Batman? We can mm-hmm. help. And they're like, yeah. And they basically build him <laughs> up in the background to the point that like a bunch of, uh, like a bunch of, cri- of criminals get murdered and they're like, oh, is, has Batman finally gone over the edge because he doesn't kill? They'd be like, mm. no, it can't be Batman. They'd be like, oh, but look at these, look at the way this happened. When they're investigating it, they're like, he came through the window. He needed a grappling hook to do that. He needed this. It's like all the tricks and traits that we know from Batman are being used mm-hmm. by Azazel. And Azazel is basically mm-hmm. committing these crimes against criminals. 
and police are starting to believe it's Batman doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's the confrontation between him and Batman where it's like he thinks he's doing good and that Batman's not doing enough. And yeah. I think that would work wonderfully because he would basically like that you could put Robin, Damien in between them because Robin would be like, he's not wrong. You know, he's killing yeah, yeah. these criminals. And then that could that could cause a you know a nice little rift. It'll be you know a nice little bit of, of drama between Batman and Robin. Yeah, well, it's like what Peacemaker says. You know, it's like mm. how many people is Batman responsible for killing? He's mm. putting these guys away. They break out of prison. They kill more people. Mm. So you can understand Damien's argument. Like, what what are you doing? You know, yeah. you know, you keep putting the Joker away. He keeps coming out and killing more people. Mm. End him. End the violence. Mm. Because that's Ooh. it. Did you have any other characters you wanted to bring? Um, so yeah, it was Azazel, Court of Owls, Robin, Mr. Freeze. Um Essentially, that was kind of my, my my cherry pick. Mm-hmm. Because I, I had an idea for I had an idea for someone like Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. But it would be like as much as I it, it, it pains me to say this, a real world version of, mm. or not even real world, but a dark, twisted version of all these characters. So, you know, mm. it's Mr. Freeze hasn't got a ray gun and doesn't use ice pipes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Azazel, you know, there's a reason why he is the way he is. Mm-hmm. Robin, there's a reason he's the way he is. Like, I've taken a criminal like Poison Ivy, and mm. she's basically, she's like a bioterrorist, she's a botanist. Yeah. So, you know, it's things like that. Yeah, because someone I really wanted to see live action, but it, mm. it just won't work in this universe. It's sort of like Clayface, mm. you know? Um, it's just a bit too fantastical, unless you have somebody who specializes in masks mm-hmm. as opposed to the actual clay element. But then it, yeah. then you're just messing with the character too much and it'll just piss people off. So but I think, well, yeah, I'm... Clayface in this universe mm. potentially just won't work yet. Mm. The funny thing is, I don't actually think, I don't think that would be the case. Anything you do would piss people off. Like that's <laughs> just the world. That. That's the world that we've evolved into. So I think someone like Clayface would could work because even if it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's the masks. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you think of something like um, Mission Impossible. Every time they're yanking off the mask, that was kind that of my far, reference. Yeah, we're not that far removed mm-hmm. from it. You think of things like. Um, what was that film that came drive when he's like the stunt driver. Right. And he wears just that, mm-hmm. that silicone bald head. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. you know, things like that work, you know, it's, it's, if you adjust it for the world that you've created, I think things can work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Lee, what about yourself? What do you want to see from the next Batman films? <clears throat> um, well, I haven't got the sort of Batman knowledge that you've got, you guys have got. Um, I do like the sound of your ideas, though, so I'd be happy to go along with them. Um, from sort of yeah, from my position, I think the first movie was good. I, I wasn't. I'm still not sure whether I'm too keen on the ending, but mm-hmm. it is what it is now. That's happened. Um, but I do feel there's a lot of storylines that could come off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do like the idea of what Neil said about like the Joker being like you know uh, top dog, you know. Um, 
and that I think we should start off with maybe smaller characters, yeah. um, you know, a few henchmen, you know, that might be causing on the uprising because obviously mm-hmm. Gotham's in bits at the moment. That's so it. There's a few storylines there where, like you say, power play mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I'd also like to see more. I know obviously we love seeing Batman for most of the movie, but I would like to see more of him sort of like the Bruce Wayne element yeah. of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even if, like you say, um, uh, Harvey Dent came in maybe to try and support Gotham or, you know, to try and uh, rebuild it, but obviously had a, an, another agenda. Now, mm-hmm. whether that happened during, you know, what happened at the end of the first film or whether he comes in or that 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 part of him story has been told and he sort of comes in as as uh, Two-Face, um, I'm not sure. But there's definitely, I think, something there. So just like smaller characters with like maybe hidden agendas yeah. and, say, some henchmen that are causing him problems. But um, having Bruce Wayne come in a bit more, and like you say, at the end of the film, I think he did kind of start to notice that he might need to be both. Um, the hope and the fear. Mm. Yeah, but I definitely like the Court of Owls thing where this, you know, and it could be that they're running. I don't I mean, I, said, I don't know the, the history of them and I don't know how they relate to other villains. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's the sort of problem is that all the villains seem to be individual. They don't seem to, like, run as a, as a group. Um, so that's why every Batman film is like, yeah, Batman and a villain, Batman and a villain. It's just, like, it'd be nice to to sort of have uh, maybe two or three different villains and, like you say, maybe the Court of Owls are, are running some of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think the idea is the Court and, of Owls are running it, but they don't even know they're being manipulated. Yeah. But I think that's that's the beauty right. of it. So all these individual, all these villains are working individually, but they've all got their own assigned tasks from the Court of Owls, mm-hmm. but they're so above everything else that they don't even realise they're being put and placed in those directions to make things happen mm-hmm. or given the resources and stuff like that. They're just a very hidden identity, you know, right up until the end. Yeah. So as you like the, I, I think the second film kind of, it, it can't go from, it's building a world, isn't it? Mm. Um, uh, and I just feel that you don't want to overstep it now. Mm-hmm. It's like the next film should be like Gotham's in bits. And it, like you say, I think there should be a power play where there's people taking advantage of the state that Gotham's in. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously got to be there to clear up the mess. I do like, as uh, he's all Neil was talking mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. like you could bring up some copycats because obviously yeah. now he's Batman. He's in the limelight. People are seeing him, thinking, you know, for you know that's vigilante or otherwise. You know, people can dress up and go out and do stuff, and so I think that that would be good to see in the in the second film. And yeah, there's there's so much potential there. So hopefully they get it right. But, um, yeah, no, some really good ideas from you guys. Cool. <clears throat> Sasha, have you had any more thoughts? Are you with us? Oh, I do have my microphone on. I wasn't sure. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I was, like, looking to turn it on. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I think we've all, we all more or less agree it should be about the uprising and who, who should go to grasp the power. For me... I've kind of always said I kind of always said it should be look I was excited about what Ben Affleck was trying to do with the Batman with his version of Batman and I still think I still am interested in that because that's more or less what the Arkham Origins game was literally a key player had been taken out and it was the gang war between the other bickering gangs so obviously you have Black Mask obviously you have 
uh, Deathstroke, and um, who else am I missing? Um, Deadshot as well. We got Deadshot, Penguin. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You'd have Penguin and throwing King Tut. I'm not even kidding. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's adapt that shit. That's for that's for the bonus round ways, player. There are ways that he could work. There are ways. There are ways there are that ways he could yeah. work. work. Have him. Yeah, he got hit on the head, etc. Some mob enforcer that ended that ended up going stir crazy and managed to inherit like you know a fucking crime organization or something like that. But he's he's. He's just a crazy motherfucker kind of thing. Mm. Making yeah, well, that's what Riddler, you know, Riddler just got yeah, followers. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So well, you, so you know I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't have him as a main as a main player. He'd probably have as much no, time no, as no. Black Mask. But really, the the enemy, the main enemies of Batman would be the people that represent those major players. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. aka mm-hmm. aka Deathstroke and uh, Deadshot. And um, mm-hmm. I'd even throw in the electrocutioner in there as well. I mean, they've shown they're not that. They've shown, although it's grounded, he still has the electric gloves. Mm-hmm. You could throw mm-hmm. in the electric, mm-hmm. the electrocutioner as a bad guy that works for one of these mob bosses. And in the mm-hmm. background, you could put in anarchy kind of thing, causing anarchy yeah. Yeah. beneath the scenes for Gotham because Gotham's like... a very broken place, and you mm-hmm. just bring you probably play that storyline into the next movie but what i would do at the end of this movie while all this power play goes on i would actually have penguin as an informant not to the cops because he doesn't tell the cops but he'll tell the bat mm-hmm. so they have like a uneasy alliance which is built on from the mm-hmm. last film but what yeah, i would do yeah. what i would <clears> do <throat> as a big twist at the end of the movie is that Penguin's playing the bat the whole time to do his dirty work. Mm. If that makes sense. Take out the competition. Exactly. And then at the end of Mm -hmm. the movie, like they, you know, there's a new player in town, but they don't know who he is and Mm -hmm. who the hidden mob boss is. Mm -hmm. And it's the guy that's under all their noses the whole time. It is the penguin. Yeah. Just no Mm -hmm. one's there to confirm it. I would do something like that. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's got all his fingers in the pie. He, and he's acting in plain sight kind of thing he's almost the penguin plus this other character so he still holds his position as the Mm. penguin underneath this master uh controller but he is that person as well yeah yeah kind of thing yeah so like um that's what i would do with penguin because i'd like to see a following following fred from the last movie personally Mm -hmm. especially for the first three Mm -hmm. films because that sets it up for the third film and penguin is the guy yeah, I mean, that ultimately leads to his downfall. And I'd probably introduce Harvey Dent as well for that trio, if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. they're going after the mob. Bring That's the perfect time to bring in Dent. I personally wouldn't want to bring in a Robin just yet, not for the first three films anyway, maybe later on down the line, because it's still year two of Batman, and I'd, I'd, I'd like Batman to be batman for a couple of years mm-hmm. before he decides mm-hmm. okay i need a partner you know what i mean just like yeah yeah, yeah. he was he was batman yeah. for a year before he got robin yeah mm-hmm. yeah but you know i no, i i, 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 I agree i wouldn't I, bring robin in oh sorry sasha go on yeah i i put it this way all my favorite batman films do not star robin in them Okay, <laughs> and that's the majority of the Batman films. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I just feel that if you're gonna bring in Robin, you have mm-hmm. to do it 
you have to do it um, smartly. You have to develop it. Yeah, there has to be a logical reason for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, even if that means introducing Dick Grayson a movie before, but he's not Robin. Mm-hmm. He's just some kid staying with yeah. Bruce. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, and then that's build how I do it, it up to the point. Up to the point where it's like, hey, I found the Batcave, or however the fuck he finds it in the comics. I don't know, but as long as it's not the mm-hmm. same way as Batman Forever, which oh, is. Oh, no, he, he yeah, doesn't. He which doesn't. Which is utter trash, but like, you know, mm-hmm. good, See, good for the kind of movie that it is, <clears throat> but come on, it wouldn't fit Matt Reeves' yeah. Batman. But, um, no. but See, that's the kind of Batman what, movie though? I'd want to see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, but, right? no, no, oh. the, the, the best Robin, like, if we're talking like, you know, lining up perfectly with Batman or with this Batman, I'd probably say the best Robin would be if not Damien, then Tim Drake. Cause Tim Drake is actually the only one who actually discovers Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. as Batman by himself, mm-hmm. like devoid yeah. of everyone else, you know, yeah. Dick Grayson, he gets, he, Oh, your parents are murdered. So now you, you become my ward. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason Todd, he, I think he tries to steal the Batmobile or he steals the wheels mm-hmm. of the Batmobile. And that's mm-hmm. how he, he gets drawn in. Tim Drake is the only one who was just like, he uses his head mm-hmm. and he figures out things. And then he figures out that Bat- Bruce Wayne is Batman. So that, that's one way to, to sling it in. Well, you yeah. could, yeah. Uh, Robin's clearing up. Batman's like thinking, shit. This guy's like putting me to shame. there is a little bit of that. Of there is a little bit of that in Robin Year One. So he did a Robin mm. Year One comic book, and he does mm. take on some big hitters. Um, mm. And there is that conflict between you know him being too young um, yeah. to do what he's doing, but he goes off and he he takes out some big hitters. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that is definitely a way to go. I agree. I I probably wouldn't bring either like say uh dick grayson or uh tim drake in until the m- probably third act of mate or mm-hmm. the middle of the third movie but he wouldn't be robin until like the fourth movie would you limit the films to six though would you say like yeah we need to do six films this is the story we're going to tell or would you just say <coughs> there's so mm. much material do you not just like say take one film at a time but you know yeah, a good, like, like... that's exactly what I would do. Mm. I'd do one film at a time. Mm. I'd be like, yo, Arpaz, mm. do whatever indie flick you need to do, but like every two, three years, we're doing a Batman movie till you're like 45, bro, because you're still quite a young guy. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Like, like he, look, he loves the role. He clearly enjoys doing it. While he enjoys doing it, sign him up for as many as you can, but don't do it where he's pressured and obliged to do this role. Mm. Oh, we've got, we've made X amount of money. We need the next one out now, now, now. No, do it where, mm-hmm. you know, because this is the thing, like, um, like with Daniel Craig with Bond. Okay. Craig never really wanted to be Bond in the first place, but they want it. They invested in Craig and to the point where they were like, fine, we've got three movies that we're going to do with Craig, but the last two movies he didn't have to do. He definitely didn't want to come back for the, for the fifth one. He definitely didn't want mm-hmm. even want to come back for the fourth one. But what it was was that they let him go be Daniel Craig, the movie star, the actor, work on different projects to a point where it was like, okay, he needs Bond. The smart play with his agent and stuff was he needs Bond to carry on. You know what I mean? Because 
outside mm-hmm. of Bond, there weren't that many hits. There weren't that many super hits. You know what I mean? They were like the odd indie film that got a better, higher profile, etc. Mm. And that's the thing. We, we've got we've got an actor that loves being the character, which is one a very good thing. But at the same time, you don't want to you don't want to tire him out early in his career where he is just known for Batman. You know what I mean? Mm. As long as he likes mm. it, sign him up for whatever the number is, work around his mm. schedule. <laughs> and ma- and if you're Warner Brothers, fucking hell, he wants to be in Dune Part 2. There are loads of characters he could possibly play. You need to go, mm-hmm. yo, Denny's. <clears throat> if not Dune Part 2, Dune Part 3, just Dune Messiah, just like yeah. fucking hook my, <laughs> hook my brother up because guy deserves it. He got 700 million on this Batman film. No, he didn't personally, but they made seven billion, and it was a gamble. Mm-hmm. It was a gamble mm-hmm. to do this this film. Even I was hating on it at one point till I saw the first trailer. But it was mm-hmm. it was a gamble <clears throat> because we're coming off of the Snyderverse, which fair enough was a bit of a hit and miss for some people. But then after seeing what Snyder had in mind for that, come on, man! Everyone wanted to see a solo Ben Affleck. It was kind of like stick mm-hmm. with it, pick one. Yeah pick a lane Warner Brothers but then you know they just went out and made a fucking kick-ass Batman movie that's up there with the Nolan shit you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that's a very that's a very hard thing to do what they need to do honestly Warner Brothers how they did with Nolan okay that how they did with Nolan they need to turn around to Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson go okay Matt Reeves do your trilogy if that's your trilogy but don't have it be turn around to Robert Patterson, would you be committed to do more than three movies? And if so, maybe you pick the next director. Maybe, you know what I mean? Uh, Do you see what I mean? Maybe we get Matt Reeves for a fourth, Mm -hmm. but don't do what they did with the Dark Knight where they bowed down to Nolan because they did that way too much. And even even they knew, even they knew it was the worst call. But at the same time, the quality bar of the Batman movies were up there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's back up there again. So it's mm-hmm. a case of they as a studio need to either trust Mass Reeves as a filmmaker or far, or really vet the next guy that they pass the torch to. You know what I mean? With like what their vision is. This is the world we've set up with the Batman trilogy. We want to carry it on, but we want to make sure you're the guy to carry it on. I know that's how, that's mm-hmm. that's what Kevin Feige would do with Marvel, but I feel mm-hmm. you could have a Bat Universe with this Batman. You know what I mean? We thought mm-hmm. we were going to get this with Nolan, and we didn't because he just was like it's a three part saga, and which is fine and it was cool. But I really do think that 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 universe could have carried on. You know what I mean? After Dark Knight, yeah, no, I agree. I was living, I agree. but. But now we're yeah. at a reset point where we can do anything. As long as Patterson's in, I'm in, man. So, yeah. That's yeah. the thing, isn't it? It's whoever Patterson's in. And, and I think like it's good to have, like you like you said, it's good to have a, uh, like a, say, end goal, but like an, or an end game, <laughs> you know, um, like a vision. Um, but I, I, would, I don't like the idea of limiting it. But then again, there's so many things, like you say, you've got to keep the actors happy. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, the thing. Anything that, can happen. Any, yeah, anything can happen. And to be honest, people might get fatigued of person. Mm. You know, so you do have yeah. to kind of protect that because what you don't want to do is have unfinished storylines after a third film and then it doesn't do that great at the box office and then you don't continue yeah. it because that's what a lot of franchises do. You know, they, they set up all these threads and then don't follow through because it doesn't make the money. 
So I would say that I would protect the franchise in a sense. I would have that end game in mind to wrap up a certain storyline, even if it's over five films. If you want to do a six with him and do something else separate, fine. You could start a different thread. But I think you do need to see a thread through. It's it's not like Marvel where you can have 20 movies because they used, you know, how many different heroes to to fill Mm -hmm. those, to fill those. You've got one Batman. And to see him in six mm. movies, you have to be really invested in him, and that's a lot to carry for one person. So mm. six would definitely be the maximum I could see that one person would commit to as well, um, just for mm. their longevity, the career, and stuff like that. Because they'll get tired of the character, because they'll start feeling, I've got nothing more I can do with this character. You know, I, exactly. I say I'm Batman, I beat people, and that's it. What else? I've done the Bruce Wayne bit. I've done the, the you know, the bringing up the young kid thing. Now what? So you have to show him a storyline which is going to overarch all these movies, take him on that journey and say, this is where we want you to end up in. And then that's how, that's how you get by in Patterson for that kind of length of contract. That's well, my different stages. Like you say, hopefully wouldn't there? Like he would become, you know, like you say, Ben Affleck's the old being the older Batman. Mm-hmm. You think that over the course of those movies that he would obviously age. And, and yeah. Age you could take a five year, you could take a five year know. gap after episode three before you start mm. doing five, four, five and six and make him the older Batman. You could take a gap. I'm not saying it has to be every two years. You could take some yeah. big chunks in between some of them and revisit. Like Bond, sometimes you get yeah. one every three years, then suddenly there's like a five-year gap or whatever. You could take you know, a chunk and have let them have a break, go off and do what you want to do for the next five years, then come back and do your next three. But it is the same, it is the continuing story arc. Because, again, you don't want to fatigue people by having too much of the same mm. person and character every couple of years either. Um, it's like, but it's like it, will, it, it does work for like Harry Potter because there's huge fans of that franchise. They did one every couple of years because they had to because of the age of the kids and they kept it going and they did that storyline wrapped it up in like eight films. So it, it can be done. You could argue both ways. You have a set number mm. of films, you fill it out because you've got the story written. But the main thing is you don't do what Star Wars did and just make it up as you go along each episode mm. and maybe do some threads <laughs> which the next director doesn't pick up on. The studio needs to be in control. So as creative control, I would have overriding authority over the main storyline to know exactly where we're going to end up um i um, I mean what would you would you say to would you just throwing it in throwing out there um would you go for a second batman movie next or would you maybe even have a movie that is about one of the villains next i you could do i would no i would if i'm going to do anything with the villains i do in my streaming services hbo max um like the penguin is having his own series um, where you can flesh out certain storylines, which then feed into the main movies. You don't have to waste time in the movies doing some of the smaller stuff. So you could do a few bits with some characters appearing in there. So, for instance, I could have the Mad Hatter show up in the Penguin series, and then he's in the film. So I don't have to waste time in the film doing the whole backstory thing. Maybe there's there's, mm-hmm. there's ways around it, but yeah, I would I would keep Batman just to the big screen. I don't want to downsize him to be on the mm-hmm. small screen. But there are certain mm-hmm. villains you don't want to be on the small screen because they need to be the draw mm-hmm. for the main the main thing. But you could definitely have some of the smaller people. It's interesting, through. right? Because I was sitting here listening to you guys on this. I kind of disagree to a de- to a degree with um, mm. some of what you said. For one, I would be like, okay, Matt Reeves, you've done this one film. Like, if I have creative control, I'm like, oh, you've done this one yeah, film. which you do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, here's what. I want a commitment of at least five more. Yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. big and it's like, you know what? And it's like, oh, if if 
Patterson ain't up for it. Okay, I will find me an actor. I will try, you know, this, I have creative control. I will find me an actor mm-hmm. of equal or better quality who is somewhat mm-hmm. older to represent a time jump. I'm like, if, if mm-hmm. we're doing, you know, this is like, oh, we're two years in at this Batman. We can make the next Batman film. He's five years in the next one. He's nine mm-hmm. years in, right? Mm-hmm. We can up, we can just, hey, we'll pick a, we'll pick an actor of maybe, you know, we'll pick an actor to suit that age period. To mm-hmm. uh, who can and the reason and the, a reason for the 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 difference in acting style we can put down to well now he's a little bit more mature so he acts a mm-hmm. little different mm-hmm. right but <clears throat> you know ideally I would just be like person here's what we got planned there's five it's a five movie trip right you you've done one I got five more here is the overarching story I lay it all out for him i know obviously mm-hmm. you know people want ndas and people don't want to know what's coming but i'm like sit him in a room just him matt reeves and myself and be like here's everything mm-hmm. that is planned are mm-hmm. you in or are you out yeah you can have your time when you would your other movies your independent shit that's your holiday this is work you want to go on holiday <laughs> and, and and make a, a movie in black and white where you're sitting in a lighthouse <laughs> do your thing Right, just make sure comfort. You know what? September. I'll even distribute it for you. I'll yeah, distribute it for it. you. No problem. <laughs> your, movie, your movies will come out. Right, just make sure September your ass is in uniform, ready to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is. yeah. But but after another two three movies, fatigue's gonna get kick in, and of that's course. why I mean, need, yeah, and that's why you need the storyline explained to him to say this mm-hmm. is where we're going. So each movie he's acting in a way where he knows his character is going, rather than just yeah. kind of the one by one. That for an actor knowing where the mm-hmm. end game is is where they can create more for themselves. But yeah, right, let's just jump all the. Sorry, yeah. Could you think of all the? All... Yeah, may that true? It may have. So you're saying year two. Uh, year two Batman, he's mm. just starting out, so mm-hmm. they've already discussed like where they're there. Mm-hmm. This is going. Mm. Yeah, right. Let's jump into some. Sorry. Let's jump into some casting. So let's have mm. some casting ideas. So for I'll, I'll go for some big ones which I had, and then you guys can tell me some of yours. So Mister Freeze, um, I had some ideas for Mister Freeze. So the first one that did come to mind because I fan casted this way like many years ago is Brian Cranston. Um, I think the way that he if you take it the way his character is in Breaking Bad, where he is, it's all about the family. He's doing it for his family. Mm. There's a reason for him doing these things. But then that ego starts to take over at certain times and he then likes it. I think that could play really well with Mr. Free's character because he is a character you're supposed to sympathize with to an extent because he's doing it all for his mm. wife. But then if he starts enjoying it and starts, you know, enjoying the power, then that's the, the other side of the struggle and stuff like that. Um, his counterpart, um, Giancarlo Espe- uh, Esposito, yeah, I can see him doing the role as well. Um, so again, he was um, he's in Breaking Bad, he's in Mandalorian. Um, I think he could be great. Um, the other person I had was Ben Mendelsohn. Um, mm. I think he could carry off that really well. He's from like Rogue One, and yeah, um, the, he played the Skrull in Spider Man. Uh, yeah. The other person I had was Paul Bettany. Um, because mm. if you're going for that kind of distant compassionate person the way he kind of played vision i was thinking i could see a mr freeze performance kind of coming out of that um and my other one maybe a little bit left field but alfred molina 
I was just like, you know what? He can play nice. the good and the bad. And nice. I'm just like, yeah. So for me, it's probably between Brian Cranston and Alfred Molina uh, mm-hmm. for Mr. Freeze for me. So what about your guys' thoughts? My first pick is Christoph Waltz. <laughs> he he I love, was, I love, he almost made my list. He I love Chris, I love so Christoph Waltz. No, I love Christoph Waltz, man. He is, <laughs> is, mm, him definitely, right? If not him, um you said Ben um Mendelssohn. Yeah. I thought I was thinking <sighs> somebody it's weird because I think with with Freeze, it's like the pe- the the people you want for freeze are people who you just like when you immediately think of this person, you're like, yeah, the, the, yeah, the intelligence is there for you to carry this role. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. so it's like, I thought of, um, Mads, Mads Nicholson. Mads Nicholson. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But also my kind of left field was, um, Hold on, let me see if I can get if I can get which one right. Uh the SARS guard who's in true blood. <laughs> the one it's, who was Tarzan. Uh, oh yeah. Um Oh, which one is he? He's the one that's in the, the Northman or whatever's coming yes. out soon, isn't he? Uh let me just check which one he is. Alexander Sarsgaard. Alexander, Alexander yeah. Him. <clears throat> I think he'd be a lovely Mr. Freeze. Okay. Okay. Um, Lee, do you have anyone else on your list or is like Neil Sorrow, no, Neil Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Satch? Thoughts on Mr. Freeze? Bring back Arnold, man. <laughs> 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 No, but why, in do a similar, you, why do I have you on this podcast? No, in, a similar vein to, <laughs> in a similar vein to Arnold, if only this guy went to his multifacial roots and did more films like his earlier stuff, like um, Knock Around Guys and fucking, um, what's the film? Oh, fuck. There was this brilliant film where he's actually acting. This guy finds it very hard to act these days because he's too much of a movie star. Okay. I think the only time he was ever really acting was when he played a tree saying four lines. Yeah, I'm saying Vin Diesel for Mr. Freeze in a more subdued kind of role where he's not hamming it up, giving one-liners, not going the Arnold route, but just being like a normal fucking guy. If you look at his indie stuff before he was famous, he's got it in him and he's bald. He could get the look like the character, no problem. He's just got to separate the ego from the equation, which is really hard when you're mm. doing Fast and Furious movies, and that's your bread and butter now. Now, I know by that, mm, you can see it, and you know what I'm talking about, Neil. I, I okay? can. I, unfortunately, yeah. I can. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's can't. I can't. I can't. I can't, have him going from, I can't have him going from my family to my wife. I just like no. I just <laughs> that's no, the natural de evolution, man. <laughs> I don't want. I don't. Yeah. I don't want him near. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't cast him in uh, anything that I created. I just do not like Vin Diesel. Well, you're gonna hate me later on because 
I had Vin Diesel That's in mind name. as as one of the people for another character. He could be thug number three. That that's fine. Who <laughs> um, <laughs> just gets wasted? Uh, okay, so let's move on. So on another character, oh, yeah. I had. Oh, sorry, Sash. Did you have any more? Yeah, I did. I did. Go on. Uh, I I too had Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. He was actually my top choice, but like, okay. yeah. And uh, the last one was Daniel Brawl. Mm. Daniel, yeah. Uh, Baron Daniel Zemo, Baron oh, yeah. Zemo, yeah, 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 Baron, Baron Zemo, Zemo. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So yeah, but the order was like, yeah, the order was. I, I, have, I actually have, I actually have him for another character, so I'm going to come back yeah. to him. Um, There's some older yeah, was Mads, no. Diesel, and <clears throat> Bro. Okay, cool. Well, sound off in the comments. Who do you think uh, would be your first choice for Mister Freeze? So. Let's move on. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's move on to Harvey Dent, Two Face. So I put I put four down. So mm. one was John Hamm. Um, I just think I think it's his time to take on something like this. Um, I also don't had think he wants. Sterling... Go don't on, think Sash? he wants to. Don't think he wants <clears throat> to because he um, he's been offered a lot of superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he has outspokenly said he's not interested in superheroes and spandex. He's not interested in any of it. He doesn't like comic book stuff. And that's probably why he's never. Yeah. He hasn't spoken to me yet. So. Yeah. You'd have to really sell him. He hasn't seen my vision. Yeah. He needs to go one. Or, or, or maybe you make a film with him and that's your next film. And then he's like, oh, now I'm in. Now, now he's my friend now. Now I might have to do a favor for a friend. Maybe that's how so, you get it, But, you know. I'll gain his trust. Um, <laughs> the, other person, the other person I had was uh, Sterling K. Brown um, from This Is Us. Um, <clears throat> I just think he is just such a talented actor and uh, I could see the, the good and the bad in him. I just think he'd be awesome. Another Wait, person I had person? was uh, Daniel uh, Harvey Dent. Harvey Dent. Oh, Harvey Dent. Okay. Harvey Dent. Two-Face, I'm yeah. For that. So... John Hamm, Sterling K. Brown, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, um, again, just a fantastic actor. And I think you could really eat that up. I think he'd be great as Harvey Dent and then Two-Face. Uh, and the other one I had, Adam Driver. Mm. I think I think he can mm. do a great Two-Face. Um, so, yeah, I think probably Adam Driver is probably my number one pick for Harvey Dent. Nice. So, any more for Harvey Dent, Two-Face? Well, I was going to say Chris Pine. Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. shout. Yeah. I think what Sasha just said, Chris Pine, he'd be, he'd be very good. Chris Pine, yeah. that's interesting. Mm. I've seen a lot of people say Matt Damon, actually. But Matt Chris Pine. Damon. <laughs> yeah. I could, Matt Damon. I could see Matt Damon, <laughs> but that I could see Matt Damon as Harvey Dent. <laughs> as Harvey Dent. But um, if I had a choice between was... if I had a choice between Damon and Pine, I'd pick Pine. One, mm-hmm. he's cheaper. Two, I think he's a better <laughs> actor who's just never had his mm-hmm. time. Really, like mm-hmm. he's always been in stuff, but do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's never the guy. Um, yeah. yeah, after Wonder yeah. Woman eighty four, I just can't, I can't have him in anything of mine at the moment. He's he's Redeem- got he's got to prove redemption. himself again. He's got to redeem somewhere else. Not on my time. <laughs> you know what? Though? For me, I think with Harvey Dent, 
like when I think of everyone I thought of for Harvey Dent, the issue is Harvey Dent has to be whoever you pick to be Harvey, especially if you're if especially if you're gonna flesh it out and it's gonna be like, okay, you're Harvey Dent for, for two movies or for three movies. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to pick someone who is really like old Hollywood charming. Like, like the, my my pick, I had um, George Clooney. If he was younger, <laughs> if he was younger, because I was, I'm like, for me, I have uh, Dane DeHane. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, James Franco. <clears throat> I know, like, obviously, certain people, you know, it's mm-hmm. a bit problematic with them because of their personal lives, but them too. Um. Who's the other one I had? Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Mm, that's quite interesting. interesting. Yeah. 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 I was actually going to say Bradley yeah. Cooper. Yeah. Uh, if you were to go younger, if you were to go younger, mm-hmm. not someone that's re- someone's really good, but you guys have only mm-hmm. probably seen him in one role. But I was going to say Alden Orenright. Ooh. No, he, Alden he, he's, he's nice. Because I've, I've seen him more than I've seen him in more okay, than just yeah. solo. Because he did that, yeah, he did that Warren Beatty movie where he was phenomenal in. Mm. Obviously, he was hard and he was young brilliant in Hail Caesar. Yeah, Hail Caesar uh. smashed it, <clears throat> smashed it. So, like, to be honest, he's got the look. He's definitely mm-hmm. he definitely got the chops. Um, w- sorry, which actor are we talking about? Alden Young Han Solo. Oh, Young Han Solo. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know what? It's weird. Even like in my head, I'm I'm visualizing him with that Han Solo smile, but I'm just (laughs) seeing him in a suit, and I'm like, yeah, because you like the at the first time I see you, you look shifty, but then you grow on someone, and you're like, no, Mm. you you are, you know, you are as as you know pure and good hearted as you as you claim to be. And then it all mm-hmm. goes to shit when you know somebody throws acid in your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's thirty two, and Patterson's thirty five, mm-hmm. so it could work if you go for like the similar age thing. So yeah, yeah. cool. Any other shouts on Harvey Dent? No, cool. All right, mm-hmm. we'll move on. Um, so I I then cast uh, I cast Mad Hatter because that's a character mm-hmm. that I kind of I would put into the franchise. Um, for him, I had uh, Toby Jones because I think he's creepy as fuck. Um, uh, Michael it's Sheen. A <laughs> it's a rap on Toby Jones. It's a rap. Uh, also, that... I had Michael Sheen, uh, mm-hmm. Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul, and mm-hmm. uh, Bill Skarsgård because again, he is creepy as fuck. So Bill Skarsgård <laughs> is the one that does <laughs> who does Pennywise. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, yeah, Toby Jones. He's just very unassuming. You know, doesn't seem threatening at all in any way, especially physically. Um, and yeah, I think it'd be awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, who else? Have we, uh, okay, so what about uh, Robin? Have any of you cast Robin? Oh, I had two. I had two names for your creep list. Oh, what Matt? <laughs> Steve, oh, yeah, go for it. Yes, Steve Buscemi. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And but he's just a bit too old. Spring Lover. <laughs> mm. George, George was, was, was just <laughs> as old. 
who's just as old, who's just as old, but still looks the same. And the reason why I say Crispin Glover is because the guy plays a good creep. Trust. If you see some of the films he's been in, when he's smelling he's women's a, hair. I, I, watched, I, I saw Charlie's yeah. Angels. I saw Charlie's Angels. Yeah, yeah, the um, thin man. <laughs> um. Yeah, he seems like he's, he seems like he might be difficult to work with. I don't, I'm not, I don't mm. want to be doing that. Uh, but no, there's some good shouts. There's some good shouts. Um, okay, so Robin, uh, Robin, I had four. So I had uh, Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things. Um, I think he's a really, really talented, talented actor. Um, uh, Asante Black. Oh, who's this? So this is Robin. Oh, this Robin. is Robin. Okay. Yeah, uh, Asante Black. He is in This Is Us and When They See Us. Uh, the series on Netflix about the young youths who get accused of like rape. Um, he's a fantastic actor. Um, uh, Jaden Martell, uh, he's from Nice Out and uh, It. Um, mm-hmm. Again, really great actor, and he's just probably that little bit older. And the other one I had, just because I love the banter he had and the enthusiasm and uh, the physical side, was uh, uh, Walker Scobell from The Adam Project. Um, I think he could really deliver a good Robin. So, um, so yeah, so that's why I had as Robin. You know what? I think Robin is probably the most difficult actor mm-hmm. or difficult character to cast because, because, well, for me, it's the most difficult character to ask because I want it to be, a, my Robin would be Damien. I would be Damien Wayne. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you have to believe that this, child slash teenager is a murderer who doesn't I would know say, I would say that... Jaden Martell then of my list for mm, Damien yeah. it would be Jaden Martell because mm. I had uh, but initially like the first name that came to mind when I think oh, I want a kid I want Robin was um, Jackson Robert Scott he's he's the younger brother in it he's oh, the one who gets yes. killed right yeah. um but yep, the older brother, Jaden Martell, he definitely he could he could pull it off. And your um But looking at him, I'm looking at like the character, the actor now. I think you you put nail on the head with uh Noah Schnapp. Yeah. I think yeah, I think you really hit nail on the head. Because I'm I'm looking at this <clears throat> image of him, right? And it's his I mean he can pull off a Damien. Yeah, yeah. His IMDb picture, the first picture that comes up, mm-hmm. I'm like, you're not Will Byers, <laughs> you know, you're not that kid. You're not the kid who's always getting, you know, yeah. That IMDb, like that IMD picture is good. Yes, yeah. That picture, of him, that's Damian Wayne right there. In fact, that's Damian Wayne from like, from like the third time you see him in my Batman mm-hmm. universe. He's grown mm-hmm. up, and he's like, yeah, I'm Damian. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, he, no, he embraced the playboy he's, life he's, better than Bruce. <laughs> yeah, because he's seventeen, which is mm. great because he can play just slightly younger. Because I think the whole point of him being under Bruce's wing and him training him is he's supposed to be younger because he's not an adult. Yeah, I know in America mm. it's like twenty-one, but even if he was playing mm. seventeen, he'd need a guardian. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. He's a great age for that. Great age. Yeah, I think that's <clears> that's a groundbreaking. If you know, Timothy Timothy Chalamet. Too old. I thought about it, but he's just too old for me. I mean, like if, he, if you um, had him standing next to, to Robert Patterson, bro, they look like they're brothers. <laughs> they look like they're family. <laughs> they'd be like, oh, yeah. I thought, I thought t- the exact same thing. I was very pro 
Timothy Charlemagne. But then mm-hmm. if you've got he's twenty six. Yeah, if you got Robert Pattinson mm. as your as your Robin uh, as your Batman, mm. Um, mm. it's just not going to add up. If you had Ben Affleck yeah. as your Batman, then I think Charlemagne good, right? is a good shout. He's a good <clears throat> shout, <throat> but mm-hmm. not not if it's Pattinson. I think I personally mm. think for Robin, I would go with an unknown. I'd get an unknown actor who's mm. a martial artist, and yeah actually screen test them against Patterson and I guess, uh-huh. and against probably a veteran actor that you'd have in the movie. Maybe the guy yeah. that's uh, Gordon, you know, that would make yeah. a good screen test. Yeah, or even Alfred. Or, or, or mm. even, yeah, Alfred or, uh, yeah, because the scenes would be with Alfred, Batman, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And even yeah. like mm-hmm. Co- uh, Co- Colin Farrell, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. how well see how well they are in the screen test, and then that's mm-hmm. the guy. That's how we got Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how we got Tom. Yeah, Holland. no, definitely. I'd be open and, to that. And, um, yeah, I'm just talking from people I know at the moment. But yeah, yeah. someone like Robin, you'd have an open casting for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I don't you know think what, you know the I I don't think I don't think picking a name for Robin really suits. And how cool would it be if you could get a Robin that could do what Tom Holland does because yeah. in that universe, Robin, yeah. Robin mm. is an actor, ring, you know. really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But also Robin is, um, what's it? The circus and acrobatics and mm-hmm. stuff. If you could mm-hmm. get someone that age pulling that shit off, mm-hmm. you know what I hate in fucking movies, right? Bait CGI. Yeah. So if you're telling me I can get <laughs> yeah. in camera fucking shit, done. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Um, okay, so who else did I cast? So I also cast uh, cast Hush, uh, Tommy Elliot. So I had uh, one of the name was um, uh, Daniel Brawl, so Zemo, <laughs> um, Nicholas Holt. Um, I think he could be. I think he could own it, uh, and then. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is sort of a little bit of like a left field kind of thing. Uh, I think that might be really interesting, but because of their relationship and because I love this guy and I'd love to see him play, play bad is Andrew Garfield. I think Andrew <laughs> Garfield against Robert Patterson, that could just be, yeah. that could be magic. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's why I, did anybody cast hush at all or got any ideas? Mm. No. Um, and I think the last person I cast was Andrea Beaumont, who would end up being uh, the Phantas- uh, Phantasm. Uh, mm-hmm. Out of Taylor Joy, one name, I'm done. You just, you just want her in there. You just want her in everything. I'll have it. I'll cast her in all my movies. Anna Taylor Joy, <laughs> Andrea Beaumont, Phantasm. I think she'd have great chemistry on screen with uh, Robert Pattinson, and um, she she could look like she could kill. So yeah, cool. Well, who else does anybody cast? I had so obviously because I had because I'd thought about them being in it. Um, I wanted um, for Azazel. Mm-hmm. That is where I thought of. Um, yeah, for Azazel, that's where I had. Um, um, Vin Diesel. Okay, because when, when, you, like, when you're I, saying when you're saying Azor, do you mean Azrael? Yes, sorry, it's just yeah, Azrael. Right, okay, Azrael from uh, 
the the Bane trilogy, yes. Broken Bat, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm. Um, Vin Diesel. Hmm. Okay. Because you know what it is, Sasha's right. He can act. He can actually act. I know, obviously, Fast and Furious and Riddick and and the majority of films that we see him in, he ain't he he's not he ain't phoning it in. But he's not. He didn't show up to class with you know a full pencil case. Mm. But he when he want when he really needs to, he can act. You know, it would be sick. Christian Bale. <laughs> No, the thing for mad. me, I need, <laughs> I need my Azazel or Azriel. Sorry, I Azriel. need my Azriel to be a character. I need him to be someone who, if he stood next to Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. or if he stood next to Patterson, you need to just look at him and be like, "Yeah, he's gonna beat your ass." Michael B. Jordan. I want. I want the imposing figure. No, because you know what? The more I think about it now, he'd probably be my Harvey Dent. Oh, mm. Michael B. Jordan. I could see that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. But Especially no, like, after I, that. I, 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 what's that film he was in with Samuel Jackson where he's a lawyer trying to get the houses? Oh, um, not, just, not just cause. Um, I, but you know what I'm on about. Yeah. J- mercy. That, just Mercy. Mercy, yeah. Mercy, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but um Yeah, I, I want somebody I want somebody somewhat imposing, someone who you like has somewhat of a reputation of a, as an action hero. Okay. For for Azriel because it's uh, basically I want you Azriel's for me, my Azriel is a soldier. So I want you to be you're physically you can do your, you can do your business. But you're someone who can be easily manipulated. So someone who's like, okay, you you believe in the system. Mm-hmm. So when you get mm-hmm. approached by, you know, the 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 core vowels, you buy into what they're selling because they approach you in a way that you you you're used to, you're familiar with. This isn't somebody who's like, um, this is someone who's basically drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on who could be Azrael? Mm. That okay. was the movie I was thinking about with Vin Diesel. Boiler Room. Mm. Such a great film. Ben Affleck shows mm. up for one scene, steals the whole fucking mm. movie in that film. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe throw Poison Ivy in there as well. So to be honest, that team needs maybe a few more women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I didn't want to cast um, Harley Quinn because she's been overdone recently. She needs to stay out mm-hmm. of this. Um, so, but yeah, Poison Ivy. You know, whether even she's just not controlling plants, but she's just this crazy person who's protecting nature, mm-hmm. um, like this weird mm-hmm. vegan psycho. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. So, who would you have as? Uh, um, poison ivy, <laughs> and you're Taylor J. <laughs> no, she's my fantasy. <laughs> but yeah, she would be amazing as uh, poison ivy. Mm. Any other um, thoughts on Gillian poison Anderson? Ivy? Go for someone older. Mm. 
Gillian Anderson. <laughs> Probably a bit too old, but you know. <laughs> yeah. You can't go from playing Emma Watson. Maggie Thatcher to then Poison Ivy. Um, anybody else? Well, yeah, you, got, well, no, Emma, yeah, Emma, you Emma Watson would be wouldn't be too bad. Emma Watson, okay. No. The Harry Potter cast back because you mentioned Daniel Radcliffe mm. <laughs> for Emma Watson in there as well. Mm, no, <laughs> actually, yep, the whole Harry Potter cast. Robert Pattinson was in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, That's Colin Farrell's in Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he? Um, well, technically, because he's in Fantastic Beasts. He's it? in Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah. Karen, Karen Gillan. So maybe yeah, Karen, Karen Gillan yeah. or Anna yeah, uh, Darmus. Possibly. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. Jodie Jody Comma. Done. Mm. Jody, oh, yeah. Jodie Comma. Yeah, good shout. Yeah. She'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, she is uh, from Killing Eve and The Last Duel, mm-hmm. and uh, she is amazing. Uh, free and guy. Free she, guy. Yeah, she would nail it. She'd be my poison ivy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she is slightly old, but uh, Numi Rapace? Rip, Rapace. Rip, the one from. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know which Dragon one. Dragon Tattoo. Uh, Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, Jodie Comer's 29, uh, so and I think mm. Robert Patterson's like 33 or 35, so mm. that'd be pretty good. All right, any other casting? See, Have you guys got any other characters? Mm. No? Are we about covered it? Cool. So any final thoughts on the Batman and the franchise and you know what you would do with it if you had creative control? Keep in line with the, uh, with the world that you are creating. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is fantastical and we have fantastical characters, but find a way to make these fantastical characters somewhat realistic, somewhat real. Because that's the world that you've presented and it, hey, it worked brilliantly for the Riddler. You know, but you know, um, like the Riddler is somewhat easy. That's that's light work. Cause it's there's nothing really fantastical about the Riddler. Let me see you try that shit with with you know mr freeze mm-hmm. i mean hugo strange mm-hmm. oh man that'd be a beautiful that'd be a beautiful batman batman film you know dealing with hugo, hugo strange. strange yeah oh i did cast him actually yeah. i had f mm-hmm. murray abraham so he's from homeland and he plays dursard or something from homeland um mm-hmm. but yeah if you search f murray abraham he'd be my mm. hugo strange who is the who is the main character from Homeland? The man, Dam- Damien Lewis, is that him? Yeah, yeah. He could have been Hush. Ooh, yeah. That's a good shout. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, because especially if you see him in like Billions, uh, I think in mm. the TV shows called. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. Good shout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they need to be smart with, you know, like you, like you said, killing about, um, you know, freeze, like try and try and be clever about it. No mm-hmm. ray guns and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, you know, try and put a spin on it, their own spin on it. Yeah. And, no, um, I really like Neil, I, Neil's idea about, you know, if you're not going to go through the cryogenic kind of freezing, it's paralyzing them because you're still freezing mm-hmm. them. So I really like that because it's yeah. a really nice take on it. Uh, I've really did like yeah. that. But I also think that they should make, 
introduce more than just i just don't want it to be another batman versus a villain mm-hmm. it'd be nice to see something different yeah. i think the only- there's a couple of low-level villains mm-hmm. or you know he's caught between two gangs or two villains and there's some sort of storyline there yeah. but i just don't want to see batman and then like now we've had the riddler now the next one going to be the mm-hmm. joker hopefully not but that's yeah i just don't want that we've had that yeah yeah no, I, agree. I think for me i agree, I, I agree with you but I think what I'm afraid of is when I think of every kind of Batman film and even any superhero, any individual superhero film where there's been multiple villains, somehow mm. barring, I don't know, barring maybe um, Batman Returns, they always seem to just over flood it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you look at you look yeah, at. Yeah, I'm, I'm not right, but I oh, I think I'm not saying like um, you know, like yeah, have like just pile them all in. Yeah, but I, even if they were to like just show up for briefly, mm-hmm. just to show that there's other stuff going on yeah. rather than just this one on one. Oh yeah, that, no, that's I, the only thing. Like I I agree. I think yeah. I would, I, if you had multiple villains, I would love it if they never aligned. Yes. So like there's multiple different villains and they're all doing their crimes at the same time. So almost mm-hmm. like Batman has to pick and choose. Like you said, he's got to pick and choose between yeah. Yeah. he's like, which crime is more important to stop? Because mm-hmm. then it's it ties into you can't do this by yourself. And it ties into maybe, you know, him having a, a sidekick or Robin, you know, because it's yeah. like and creating the Bat it, family. Yeah. Yeah. But even with <clears> that, it's like because uh, obviously I, I've mentioned several times i want damien as my robin right Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay now imagine that damien is the robin and damien is still kind of like i think they'll be better dead than in Mm -hmm, jail mm -hmm. but batman's like there's two different crimes there's two of us i have to let you go off on your own but i have to try and trust you to not kill people yeah 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 the conflict is beautiful. No, absolutely. Agreed. Mm. And that's where you can tie the Joker in, is the Joker is the person mm. who brings all these people together, but gets them to go off and do their individual things, but at the same time, mm. you know, which creates that conflict. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a really good discussion. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. Um, so for the listeners and watchers, let us know in the comments uh, what you thought. Um, you can um, hit me up on Twitter at Ken and Talks Film or search uh, Creative Control Movie Podcast. Obviously, if you're on our YouTube channel, you can just drop the comments in below. Uh, what do you think of our ideas for the future franchise? What do you think of our casting ideas? Um, but let us know mm-hmm. what you think as well. Let us know who you pick, what your picks are and um, what you'd like to see happen with Batman. Um, thank you very much for joining us today, gentlemen. We much appreciate it. Have you got anything that you would like to discuss or plug? Sasha, I'm looking at you. Ooh, you guys, there's a, you guys there's a screen share. Yeah. Oh, we've got a screen share. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it it's the first Hello. control. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're sponsored by Antrim. Um, mm. You've got a thousand free ga- over a thousand games up on this platform. There's loads of stuff to play from Pac-Man to Mortal Kombat to Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. Um, bubble, bubble, worms, loads of retro games on here. Um, so yeah, check it out. Download it. It's free. There, there's like a gems currency, which you can get like free gems for like logging in and yeah. 
you just play your games. So yeah, so this is available on PC, but it's also available on mobile. So you can get it for your iOS or Android. Um, I downloaded it. Um, I play my retro games on there. It's great. You got individual challenges that are created as well by the the guys at Anstream um, on it. So uh, yeah, just a fantastic platform. So if if you're like in your forties like us, <laughs> this, you'll, you'll you'll love this. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> soon, soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh cool all right thank you very much uh once again uh again you can check out all our available uh, previous episodes on all the major podcast platforms um uh, amazon spotify uh apple google um you know podcast static wherever it is if you'd like independent podcasts please make sure you check out good pods we're available on there as well it's great for so again independent podcasters and you can do anything from like cooking and fitness and mental health um and entertainment it's got everything on there so check out good pods again available on ios and android as an app and that's it so until next time peace out peace you're much-